All right, it's your man Marvin Ferguson here from Marv Leeds with Marv Leeds Man Up Conversations. I got my man here, Mark Akins. What's going on, sir? I can't call it. Happy to be here with you. All right, you uh, good to kick off the first episode of Man Up Conversations? All right, so first, a little bit about my man Mark here. I got his his book, The Challenge, Your Perception of Cold Calling. Yes. So before I, I, I jump into your, your bio, which I'm going to read right off of your book, can you tell us a little bit about this book and what was your inspiration? So yeah, um, it's a great question too. And a lot of people say, why write a book uh, geared towards cold calling? So uh, real quick, I'm a sales professional in my day job. Yeah. And so transitioning into that role without any type of business background, marketing background, uh, any prior training, it was definitely uh, a a bit of a challenge. Mm -hmm. And the development that I relied on the company to provide for me, and it's no slack to the company at all, I just never felt like that I was getting it. And so um, through all the challenges and things that I've overcome in my life, I felt like that the biggest thing was always the way I was looking at things and receiving things back. Mm -hmm. So uh, as I I did take the bits and pieces, you know, that they were dishing out or that other people had. And as I was taking that, I decided that I had to kind of make it my own because only I can control how I still receive and look at things. And so that's where it came in. You know, a lot of people say, I can't be a sales professional. I can't deal with rejection. I can, couldn't cold call. I can't mm-hmm. keep bugging people if they don't want right. to, to do it right now. So yeah. um, my whole thing is just challenge your perception of it, right? And then the right. subtitle is don't let anxiety hold your success ransom. So The secret of perception is not what you see is what you get. It's how you see is why you get, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I think that's uh, go all the way down to relationships. You know, there's no good mm-hmm. men. There's no good women. But yeah. it's how you see in it sure. is why you're getting that result and why, why you're thinking that, you know? So I think okay. it's a big thing. All right. Well, thank you for that. Uh, so jumping into your to Bob, I'm going to read it right off your book. Um, oh, that's... Uh, Probably you want to do the about the author. About the author. And in okay. and, and the back of the book, yeah. Cause that's okay. just like the little summary to get okay, into the summer. book right there. All right, let me go ahead and pull back here. Uh also Mark is a fellow member of a hundred black men of Greta Cleveland. hundred. Yes, yes. So Mark Aikens is a sales professional that believes that you can accomplish anything once you understand the way you view tasks, you can tackle them in a more enjoyable way. Enjoying what you do will make you want to do it more often, says Mark. After being in the HVAC and electrical industry for nearly a decade, Mark has received his universal EPA certification. Congratulations, bro. Thank you. And HVAC diploma upon completing trade school. Mark has also obtained his Associate of Applied Sciences in HVAC with over 15 years of customer service experience. Mark feels confident that by challenging your perception, every interaction can be enjoyable. All right, man. Congratulations on this book. Man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Y'all go get this on Amazon. That's where I grab mine at. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So jumping in uh, to the episode today, we're going to focus on mental health. So man up conversations are things that men just don't talk about. We think about it. We struggle with it, but we don't talk about it. So today we're going to have this conversation okay. around, around mental health. So how would you define mental health? And this is a loaded question. It's a loaded <laughs> yes. question. We chopped it up a while ago. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Give us the 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 the, the small version. Yeah. And yeah. we get the small version, my yeah. uniqueness and sweetness. Okay. So right. when I think of mental health, I think of everything that goes in and I think of what happens to your mind while it's in there. Okay. So when we talk about 
our physical health, right? Your body. Mm-hmm. They always talk about what you should be digestion. What what happens when you put certain things inside your body? Mm-hmm. That's all day, every day. It's not just once you get diagnosed yeah. with gastrointestinal disorder, whatever. And now all of a sudden you got to work. It's you. You could always have something going on in there. Mm-hmm. Your hair. It ain't just when it's falling out that, that your health of your hair comes up. You should be washing your hair once a week, twice a week, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Once every two weeks, conditioning. Greasing it, oiling it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Your skin, mm-hmm. right? It's not just about when you get a rash yeah. or, or it's always health for your skin. And I think that people only talk about mental health when it comes to a diagnosis mm-hmm. and don't realize that there's a way that you have to watch. It's not what you see is what you get. It's how you see it. It's why mm-hmm. you get it. You got to watch how you look at things yeah. because once it gets inside, mm-hmm. it does things to the inside and then you got to try to get it out. Yeah. So that's kind of how I look at mental health. Okay. All right. And it's important, I think, as, as black men, especially, we don't have these kind of conversations. No. Uh, mental health is, talk about mental health is seemed as being weak, um, less masculine. And so we need to make this an everyday conversation because yes. everybody deals with things, right? Oh, you yeah. You usually don't deal with it until it's, or you usually don't talk about it or don't usually when it comes out until it's like too late. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and that leads me to my next question to get your take on, Why do you think men struggle with taking care of their mental health? Well, I think it's because, and I I don't believe in this toxic masculinity thing that's been going around. Okay. But I do. So hold on. Before you continue, you want to define what toxic masculinity (laughs) is for those that may not know what that is? So uh, from from my perception, so go back to perception, what I've been perceiving toxic masculinity to be is that um, what it takes for the man to, or the male to obtain or maintain the image of masculinity is detrimental to him and to everything he touches because of how he's trying to uphold whatever that image or whatever that may be. That's how I take it. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, society somewhat puts that on us. So they do. If, we, if, we, if we're in this conversation and you say something that may offend you, society may say like, look, you, you got to check this man and let him know where you're coming from and that may come off as being overly aggressive or toxic masculinity. Absolutely. Um, so society, I think, kind of puts that that circle around how a man is supposed to act, right? Oh, so, yeah, yeah. You know, if you get in a situation to skirmish with your girl, some, some, some dude touch your girl's booty, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The expectation is you to lay hands on him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think society kind of creates that. You know, for us, I hundred percent agree. Um, so yeah, I like that that definition that you gave. Um, you know, just speaking about you know mental health. I think uh, was it last month? Uh, when did DJ Twitch uh, pass away? I was about a month ago. About I think it was in ago? December, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so last thing I heard was they did find a ransom note, but um, yeah, uh, he actually uh, had committed suicide. Committed suicide. Yeah. yeah. Um, and people think about those that commit suicide that, you know, from our perspective, he had everything, right? Um, yeah. It appeared that beautiful. way. Right, exactly, from our appearance. Like mm-hmm. you said, perception. Uh-huh. Right, right. So we really had no idea kind of really what he was dealing with internally. And that's everybody, yes. right? You can sit here and think like, man, he got, he got all the money. He's got a great family. He's got a great career. But you have no idea what that person struggling with every day. So what's your take on that situation? 
Oh, wow. Here's another loaded question. <laughs> and no pun intended because of, you know, what, what's going on right. with DJ Twitch. But what I... So first, I'll start by um, that stigma of, you know, hey, he's famous. He appears to have a, a nice amount of money, mm-hmm. beautiful wife with all respect, you know, kids and all of that good jazz. Yeah. But sometimes people's journey in life uh, is never about what they obtain that everyone else can see. For sure. You know, maybe all this time there could have been one person that he's always wanted that acceptance for, you know, once he got to where he thought he needed to be or once he was on that journey. And maybe he never got that acceptance. And maybe that person was uh, who looks back at him in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we think we know what we have to get or, or start to go after to be happy. Mm-hmm. But don't if you don't know happiness... Then, I mean, you know, so, and I I think that uh, it's a sad situation in more ways than one. Okay. I think that uh, the world is a a disgusting place a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when when you, something like this happens and uh, we do have a tendency to want to know more about it instead of respecting anybody's privacy at a time like that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, just to hear that, the first thing everybody wants to talk about is Illuminati. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it's, you know, it's a setup. I and didn't it's hear a, it's that. It's a sacrifice. Oh, my God. Okay. And, and that's a big thing. And he was a, a sacrifice and all of this stuff. And at a time like that, right, we got yeah. one, one of our, our beautiful kings, yeah. our, our black kings, mm-hmm. you know, who has made a name for himself and his family and who has affected lives all across the world. For sure. And uh, whatever led up to any of those events, you know, only him and God is going to know or whoever else may be involved. And to speculate certain stuff like that, I mean, what about his kids Right. hearing that type of stuff? You know what I mean? Because it's on the internet. You couldn't even imagine that. Yeah. And it's like, so So then, like I said, when you think about the mental health, uh, you know, we want to talk about his mental situation, but what about the world's mental yeah. situation? And if they're going to Treat him that way when he's gone. Who knows what kind of ridicule he was getting or what kind of treatment he was getting when he was here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, oh, he went broke. Oh, his wife and him ain't got no relationship. Right. Oh, all the, right, all the speculations. All the speculations. When mm-hmm. At the end of the day, uh, perfect is in the eye of the beholder, just like beauty is in the eye of the mm-hmm. beholder, right? Yeah. So uh, his life could have been going 100% perfect and never looked like it from the outside. Or it might look like it from the outside, and and from the inside don't look like it, but it yeah. still was perfect for him. Yeah. You can't, you you can never judge something like that, right. you know. But I do know that, like I said, from the outside looking in, it doesn't matter what you have or what you look like, mm-hmm. or what your associations are, or anything. Mm-hmm. If if you don't know how to be at peace or at calm with yourself, yeah, you know, if you don't know how to accept. The conversations and the thoughts that you have, mm-hmm. if it, like I said, what you let into your head, if, if it's not doing right and turning in the right direction and revitalizing you or strengthening you from the inside out, yeah, you're never going to be happy. Yeah, I think we just need to to change the narrative, uh, and what I what I mean by that is, um, we need to create safe spaces. So if there's a, a situation where you have someone that may be struggling with some depression, like DJ Twitch, or some things going on in their life. Maybe you should be able to come to their their friends, absolutely, their family, male friends, their male family, and have that discussion. Um, sometimes a, a man may not want to tell that to the, their their wife or their girl because, um, again, society considers that as as being weak, right? Yeah. Um, and so, creating that, changing that narrative, and creating that safe space to have those conversations, like, hey, man, you know what? 
things ain't just going right. I, I, I have to feel comfortable telling you that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and, and I, I shouldn't feel like, man, if I tell, you know, Mark this, he going to look at me like, I'm, you know, I'm soft. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, when actually that, that vulnerability is a lot of strength. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, no doubt. It doesn't, it, it takes a lot to share that with someone, you know? So I think that we need to really work on, us as men, changing that that narrative as far as being able to have that safe space to have those conversations in. I 100% agree. And I feel like that um, the accountability is going to come from everywhere. Yep. Because, so, and just for example, so, you know, me and one of my buddies, mm-hmm. we had some words or whatever one yep. time. And uh, he gets upset, you know, but but we respect each other, right? Is we're not gonna throw fists, you know, and I, and we like brothers, you know. I tell him yeah. sometimes if we if we got to get it out, then you know. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? We not right, right. we not trying to knock each other's teeth out or nothing yeah. like that, though. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. and um, you know, he, he gets frustrated and everything. And, and one time I just gave him a hug. Mm. I hugged this man. Mm, you okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I'm like, man, you just need a hug, man, because I don't know what else you're going through. You know what I mean? To to even get to this point, you know? And mm-hmm. I feel like that when it comes to... There's there's going to be a process when it comes to somebody feeling comfortable with you. I've had people cry in front of me, grown men cry in front of me mm-hmm. and everything. And so I think that... Um, and this is an, another thing with my book and cold calling. So Challenger Perception is, is my whole campaign. It's my whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. But um, when I talk about talking to people that you don't know or that you never met, one of the biggest things is making them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So they always say misery loves company. But they, mm-hmm. they, but see, my big thing too is they tell you what to think but not how to think, right? Mm-hmm. Why is it only misery that loves company? If I'm happy, mm-hmm. don't you don't you think you'd be a little happier around a happy yeah, person? Yeah. Or if I'm laughing and, right. I, and I'm finding something funny, don't you think I, it's easier for me to get you in? Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I think that comfort loves company too. Comfort loves comfort. I agree. So in order for you to allow someone to feel comfortable in your presence, you can't just say, bruh, you are comfortable around me. Like I'm, <laughs> right. you, you can relax. You yeah. can't you can't do that, but you, you can be that. relaxed. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, it don't matter where you come from or what you've been through, you know, I have ears. I have yeah. ears, I have a heart, I have emotions. So I like all type of music. Mm-hmm. Whatever moves me. I yeah. think I think that's real music. If it moves you, if your head bob, whatever, if it moves you, mm-hmm. then you are feeling the rhythm. You are feeling something. Mm-hmm. So just for example, let's say you like country music, but you and your boys always listening to Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Now you throw some country music on around them, you have just shown them an entire new level of comfort. That you are comfortable around them, that's them true. hearing that. You know, that <laughs> that's true. That's right? extremely true. Yeah. So, so sometimes it's not always just sharing yeah. that you want them to be comfortable or you you can open up and tell them stuff, but sometimes it's not even always that. It's just the actions. Mm-hmm. It's just the total actions. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because we never let our guards down. If if there was one chair and five of us are standing around, mm-hmm. there's a good chance nobody wants to take a seat because they, they don't want to be the, the weak wanna, one. Right, right. right? right but, but if you allow someone to take the seat, you say, hey, man, you know I want you to have a seat, you know. Oh, no, I am. I sound everybody standing. We could take chance, turns sitting down or whatever. But, but you know, it's just something so simple. It could be mm-hmm. something so simple. So, I, I and it, again, it's the accountability on all ends. And it's the, the fact that um, a lot of times what people think makes a real man, it, it, it should be talked about. Mm-hmm. It should be talked about because if you're going to be with a woman, 
right? So that's in the eye of the beholder too. What makes a real man? What makes a real woman? Mm-hmm. All that's in the eye of the beholder. We have to start realizing that it's how we see it is mm-hmm. why we get it. Yeah. It's all in our control. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have to know how to use that to our advantage and kind of manipulate and gyrate and get it on the right medium. And mm-hmm. I think that nobody wants to do that. So just opening up more conversations, period. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not about feeling comfortable with it at first. It's not about being afraid of it. At the end of the day, uh, you have to just do stuff. Nike, just do it. If you know it's going to be for the greater good, I I use the acronym for fear. It's false evidence appearing real. Mm -hmm. Right? I say fear is an illusion because once you face your fear, it Mm -hmm. disappears. The greatest magic trick ever. Marvelous conversations, one conversation at a time, like you said. I wanted to circle back about when you and your friend uh, kind of had an altercation, you gave him a hug. Yeah. What was his reaction? He just took the hug. Did he, did, did he tense up? Cause he was I, tense. He, I'm sure he wasn't expecting that. He was tense. He was tense for sure. But um, well, at that at that point, there's a couple of advantages because you you bear hug him and he he think twice about it, make, <laughs> making the next move anyway. But <laughs> right. But you don't but, you don't get men doing that, right? No, no, you don't. You don't. You know. I'm a, and I tell you too. Um, my younger brother, we're 10 years apart, man. So he's uh, I'm 22, I'm 32 at the, at the time. And the uh, last time I saw him had been a while since I seen him. And he still stays with my mother. I'm outing him. So mm-hmm. he still stays with my mother or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I go, I leave and I hug her, kiss her on the cheek. Mm-hmm. And I go to hug him. I kissed him on the cheek too. He lost mm-hmm. his father when he was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't, and, and if your father was alive, you would never tell your father not to give you a kiss. I'm your brother. Yeah. So I, I just think that uh, all, all of that, there's nothing. I had a, a, a guy that I met, you know, God rest his, rest his soul, you know, rest in peace. Um, Dennis Henderson was a great, great, great man. And mm-hmm. um, I had caught, gotten some trouble when I was younger. Got some community service, and um, the second place I had community service, he was, you know, the the maintenance guy over there, told me what to do. And uh, ever since then, we just never lost touch. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went strong for um, about 13 years before he passed, and he would tell me all the time. And it was crazy at first because I never had a father; I never even knew his name. Yeah, I me, mean, my older brother don't have no relationship, you know, no uncles. And so, um, well, my I do got an aunt who uh, got married, you know. Um, when I was about 11 years old, but didn't have a whole lot of contact with him growing up, though. He was a, he's a good guy and everything. But so um, through through not having any of that, mm-hmm. um, I didn't know how to accept, let alone give love from another man. Mm-hmm. And never thought about it. That's deep. And never thought about it. Say that again. You never knew how to what? I never knew how to accept or give love to another man. Okay. And that... It, it's hard to even... Say that now, believe it or right, not. Right, And And so he would say stuff to me sometimes. You know, after we got to know each other or whatever, and yeah. you know I was still going through tough times and being young, he say, I, I love you, Mr. Akins. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I think that every man should hear another man say oh, that, that they love them. And, and I think when we hear it at first, it's like, uh, it, it's weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Because to the point you just made, right? But every man should hear that. You know, brother, friend. You know, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So I'm glad you you have brought that up. You know what? This is the portion of the show that I wanted to get into where we uh, ask some questions from a poll of women. <laughs> <laughs> okay? So Marvelous Conversations, talking about what men think, but they don't say, right? Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, a poll of women uh, state that men struggle with uh, uh, the following things. Their feelings, uh, their challenges, their processes, reasonings, love, past trauma triggers when they hurt um, or feeling demoralized. So let's go, let's start from the top. What do you, do you feel that men struggle with sharing their feelings? I mean, we just kind of talked about it, but. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I do. Okay. I do. And I, I, I think it's just because a lot of times we can't identify with them. Ooh, we, okay. It's, yeah. it's, it's hard to discuss or be open to anything that you don't, you can't identify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like the whole never, I never knew how to accept the love from a man or give the love to another man. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you just lash out from it. You don't even know what's going on or what you're feeling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and then that new favorite word now is weird. Everything is weird. Everything yes. is weird. Weirdo, is weirdo. <laughs> yeah. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. So yes. Yes. so so that's that's a dismissive phrase, and you just go ahead and you throw that out there, mm-hmm. and then you don't have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know. So I think that anything that uh, a man can't 100 identify with, um, that's a part of the masculinity that we don't want to necessarily yeah. compromise to seem like we don't know because we we are supposed to be you know preachers, teachers, protectors, providers, and all mm-hmm. of that. How you gonna do that if you don't know something, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it's it's better to be dismissive about it. In some situations, I think people are considering that you know, but not necessarily from my opinion. But yeah, I. I, I do think, you know, because even, even, you know, next time you're around a brother and he gets extremely happy or what, I mean, dig it to him. <laughs> dig it to him. You right. know I mean? I'm really happy I found this $50. Why? Why Why would that make you? He going he gonna to combat you eventually. Yeah. Well, why, why? You wouldn't be happy? You know, right. People, that's how it's people funny get. you said that because I think that the emotion the society expects a man to have is anger, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's a societal expectation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, not crying, not it's it's okay. It's just, it's just normal for a man to be angry. So it's funny you said that. Like why why can't I be happy? Why can't he just stay happy? Why did he have to move transition from being happy mm-hmm. to being angry? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was interesting. Because a lot of that. men get uh, frustrated when you question them mm-hmm. because you you're you're stepping on their masculinity a lot of times because mm-hmm. it's like what's up with you? But yeah. that's that's again you can't not being able to identify. That uh, a relationship, and so, and it's it's a lot of stuff that we struggle with that we don't even try to identify with, you know. Okay, my, talk about my, it. Well, my wife, she uh, she and and you know, disclaimer, right? Because because I don't need I don't know who listening or what's going on, but you know, um, I I know we all heard of road pops, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And sometimes you might, know, you know, why would a bar have a parking lot if you ain't gonna you know drink and roll out? But uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes I would I would have a couple of drinks or pour up a drink and, and roll out, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've seen my mother do it, you know, growing up. My mom would leave me outside of bars and she'd go get busted, you know, mm-hmm. and come back out and drive me home. Or she would um, pour up beer in the car and have me throw the beer out the window. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And wow. But tear me up something fierce if I threw a candy wrapper out the window. <laughs> Make sure you get it in the grass from throwing Buttwizers out of the car. And um, real talk. So, um, man, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, basically what I was getting into is just that, you know, through through that is how I learned how to bond with other men and with older men. I, I looked at it as if we're not drinking or smoking, vibing mm-hmm. out, moving through traffic that we ain't got, we ain't vibing. It, it ain't working out, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that that led to me 
you know, every time I would see one of my boys, we hop in the whip and we got to have a bottle. And we just, mm-hmm. no destination. We just riding and drinking because this is programming into us to the point where when, when you're not drinking or smoking, it's almost like, what are we going to do? What are we, what, what, what we going to do? We, yeah, we ain't talking about our feelings and emotions. Yeah. We're we not helping each other. So, yeah, and it, it just get, it get tough, though, you know. That's crazy, man. You know what? Time has flown, man. It was, you know, a pleasure chopping it up with you, man. Oh, the pleasure is all know. mine. Manly conversations, one conversation at a time. So you want to leave our listeners with the final thoughts? Some final thoughts? Fine. So if I had to leave you guys with any final thoughts, um, I would just say that it's always challenge your perception. So when that, whenever I hear the phrase, you want to uh, expect the best but plan for the worst, mm-hmm. um, that, that's where I feel like challenge your perception comes in. Right. Because uh, to expect the best while walking to any situation where you don't think that the outcome is going to be best beneficial to you or all parties involved or at least you. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, planning for the worst to me is uh, when you think and you have those conversations to yourself and you challenge those perceptions. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, I, I think it's healthy to talk to yourself. I don't think that um, you should use the word crazy, uh, and, and I don't think that you should accept the word crazy. I think that nope. you should talk to yourself. And when you talk to yourself, it only makes sense to answer back. Right. Um, I I do think that when they say that God made us in his image and his likeness, that God created us with God inside of us. Mm -hmm. Um, And let me tell you how miraculous you are. If you close your eyes right now and you picture a red T-shirt, can you see it? Mm-hmm. If if I told you to not speak, but to scream the word blue in your head, could you hear it? But we always been taught hearing with our ears, seeing with our eyes. So if that's the case, who's talking to you inside your body and your ears can't hear it? Mm-hmm. So you should trust that that inner voice. And it's always going to give you a different perception because you're out here and it's in there. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think that makes you crazy at all. When people say they're hearing voices, I think that they just need to realize they may be in tapped in tune to you know, something a little bit higher. And sometimes if you don't realize that, it could make you feel, you know, spaced out because people aren't going to agree to it. I hear people say, yeah, I talk to myself, but I don't answer back. And I say, why would you, what's the point of talking to yourself if you're not going to mm-hmm. respond to what you just said, you know? Man, we could talk about another hour. Man. <laughs> don't, don't open that box. Don't open that box. So yeah, just, just, just challenge your perception and uh, don't be so quick to judge yourself or others. Mm-hmm. Be light on yourself. For look, sure. you need to look yourself in the eyes in the mirror. You should talk to yourself. Why would anybody want to talk to you if you don't want to talk to yourself? You should listen to yourself. How can anybody want to follow your advice if, if you don't want to follow your own advice? Never be afraid to look at yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. You say the things to yourself that you would want someone to say to you. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. It ain't got to be a, a 100% affirmations that came from here or there, but it's just... When you look in the mirror, what does that person deserve to feel? What does that person deserve to hear? You have to know how to treat that person first. You got to know how to accept that person first before anyone else can have anything to go off of. And it could be another conversation about that too, you know, but. Yep. Well, you heard it first here, Marvelous Conversation. We're going to change this narrative one conversation at a time. So visit me at marvelous.com. How can our viewers find you? They need to book you for speaking or absolutely, you know. absolutely. So LinkedIn, Mark Akins. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram is challenge your perception. Uh, the O's are zeros. Challenge your perception. Also, YouTube at challenge your perception. Facebook, uh, Mark Akins, the like page is challenge your perception. All of that good jazz. Waiting to hear from you guys. Uh-huh. Well, tune in next week on Marv Leeds Stand Up Conversations.